Like not everything's important. It's not all a priority, but the things that are, are a priority when you can simplify those things to the right people, um, then you can create a system out of it and you can get your time and your freedom back. And it's, it's possible. Hey, welcome to Super Crusher, your crush-worthy dose of influencer hacks, business tricks, and candy-flavored makeout sessions hosted by head cheerleader and self-proclaimed master of pep talks, me, Annabelle, also known as Belle. This podcast is devoted to influencer marketing, social media, creative entrepreneurship, and also course building strategies with a pinch of John Hughes. And if you do not know who John Hughes is, your homework is to watch 16 Candles, let's see, Uncle Buck, Pretty in Pink, Mr. Mom, that's a good one, some kind of wonderful classic, The Breakfast Club, Weird Science, She's Having a Baby, and the list goes on. So trust me here, just do it. Jake Ryan, eat your heart out. This episode is sponsored by our Vision Cash Toolkit. This complete 8 to 10 week self-study toolkit is going to be your secret weapon to taking your influencer game and business to the next level. It's a complete strategy from start to finish with a series of video trainings, tech tutorials, and companion materials. You will have all the tools you need to slay your ultimate first course with confidence. Oh my gosh, you guys, life is just super weird. I'm back in Paris at the super tiny super crush social HQ recording this after like a really long break. I planned on taking two weeks off in February um, uh, earlier this year after I got a cold and I was feeling a little run down. So I thought I would like, you know, take off a few weeks in February. And instead of getting back to work in March, I actually just ended up like traveling around the world for the last seven months somehow randomly. Um, I basically was sleeping a lot and loading up on carbs in Switzerland as one does and doing ceremony and moving out of my apartment in New York City and getting some sun at the beach in North Carolina and road tripping around France and testing out microbrews in Amsterdam and doing some like kind of crazy ghost busting stuff in Northern California and mostly just like processing stuff. I mean, there's there's just so much going on in the world right now and so much going on in my inner world as well. And so I've been just doing so much needed kind of like soul retrieval work. And now I think I might be getting back into the swing of things in my pajamas, of course, but with the intention of continuing to launch some really, really amazing projects that I've been secretly working on for several years, kind of underground. And I've got four like insane projects, including Super Crush Social that haven't even really officially been launched. And I'm super excited to start sharing them with you. Number one, I have a travel show coming out next year. Um, Two, I'm opening up a new painting studio here in Paris, which is super exciting. I um, packed up my studio in Bushwick a few years ago and haven't been working in the studio. And um that's been kind of driving me crazy. I'm really ready to get back into making stuff with my hands. Um, And also, number three, I have been working on an incredible music project with Imogen Heap's Mimu Gloves technology, speaking of my hands. Um, I've been working on this project for over four years now, which is uh, this like 
super crazy music technology. I'll be revealing and releasing some of that stuff coming up. So lots of cool shit going on here, but apparently I just needed to like kind of shut down operations and take care of myself and listen to my body this year before I come back on the grid at full force in 2020. And this is after being mostly offline and kind of working on these projects secretly since 2012, which totally actually lines up with my conversation today because I'm having a chat with the lovely Stephanie Gilbert who teaches CEOs how to create a legitimate foundation and workflow to scale without burning out and needing to take seven months off or seven years for that matter, which is pretty much what I've done, sort of, if you know my story at all. But next year, I plan to be 100% back on the social media grid after taking so much time off. So let's talk about stuff. She's so awesome. I'm excited for you guys to hear this conversation. Um, she is the founder of two companies. One of them is called The Social Media CEO, and the other one is called CEO Yeah. So when Steph started her own social media uh, freelancing business like four years ago, she immediately went into team building and scaling mode, which got her to the six-figure mark in less than a year. So that's why I'm so excited for this conversation because if I had been a genius at that with all of my creative projects, I would not be burning out every few years like I've been doing. So stick around also to the end because she's conducting a live webinar on October 8th next week on Tuesday, Three Secrets to Scaling in 90 Days or Less. And I will drop the registration link at the end of our talk and you can also find it in the show notes. And also, if you are on the Super Crusher email list, or the Super Crush social email list, you'll also receive a link via email to the All Systems Scale course when it comes becomes available on Tuesday, which is her brand new course that really teaches all the stuff we're going to talk about. I will take a little time at the end after our, our chat to talk more about this stuff. So without further ado, let's jump right in to the conversation. Enjoy. Well, that's amazing because I actually just started... Um, this podcast, and then I also got sick in the <laughs> in the winter, and um, it was probably around February, and I had only done a few episodes, um, and then I was like, I'm just gonna take like two weeks off, and then I, oh, I think I did like message you this, like I haven't started work again, so this is my first like foray back into yeah, the world like- of. Traveling back and eating, like traveling around and eating cheese, and you're like, I'm like, well, that's nobody oh can, God. yeah. I mean, I back that completely. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, tell you that you need to get back to work. That sounds great. <laughs> well, I, I didn't, I don't realize how tired I guess I get and how burnout I get. I just keep going, and that's right. especially with the like a digital based business, which is something I'm so excited to talk about today because scaling has always been my problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I build creative projects and then they accidentally go viral. I've had four projects like this where it's not built to scale. It's just, um, you know, a project that I'm doing. And then I get some press comes to me and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm working like a crazy person and, um, I'm, then I become sick and then I burn out. So that, uh, that hamster wheel is officially over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? I, I feel the same. Like I, I've even had 
my own personality is one to go chasing new projects. And so mm-hmm. even though I've like tried to build businesses and scale them, cause I, I, I love passive income. I know we're going to geek out over some like digital courses and things like that, but um, yeah, same, same. Even, so I find myself really uncomfortable in the downtime and that's what I'm trying to like this year really get comfortable with because I have things working and I have scaled things and I'm supposed to just sit back and enjoy the downtime. But instead I'm constantly like, Oh, I need to find another new project to fill in this like empty space. So that's what I'm trying to do this year. Yeah. All right. So first off, let's just get acquainted with you. Let's talk about your story, how you found your way into the digital space to begin with, and then how you found your way into the, the IRL space. So you have two companies, right? Yeah, yeah. So one sort of was born from the other. So I guess the story starts back in 2015, when I finally left a job, I'd been in retail and retail management for about 15 years, just always leading um, bigger companies and teams and a lot of like the creative side of retail business merchandising. And so my last job was actually working with company Urban Outfitters. And I was a merchandising manager for them. And that was right around the time when Instagram really became kind of a big deal. Like everybody, brands were jumping on it and trying to figure out like, how do we use this direct line to our customers um, to really grow business? And so they ended up giving the social media accounts to some of the larger um, stores. And I was I was down in San Diego and like working in LA um, in some of the larger uh, Urban Outfitter stores. And as the creative leader for the team, I was given Instagram as sort of like an extra job. And it was extra. It wasn't part of like my normal job responsibility. Oh but God. I loved it so much that I like yeah. would go home and work on it essentially for free. So I was like creating content and like managing the accounts and watching them grow and like having this connection with um, you know, our customers like directly communicating back and forth with them. And I just loved I loved the platform and loved the um I don't know, just it was a new way and a new form of like doing what I was always doing in a physical world, like in a digital world. So I um, decided um, after being with the company for about five years that I was just going to start my own business just doing this. And um, I had a lot of friends who had started their own businesses or who had local businesses that needed help. And I I saw that need on social media. So I was like, I'm just going to start freelancing and offer this as a job. So that was pretty much how I got started. I started um, a freelancing business and just went ahead and called it Small Talk Social. I didn't go by my own name. Um, But at the same time, I don't know where I learned this, but I just I jumped online and was like, the moment I started offering services, I also knew I wanted to create digital products, like sort of at the same time. And so I just started blogging about it on Small Talk Social pretty much consistently, everything that I was learning as a new freelance social media manager and working out through my clients, I was just talking about it and teaching other business owners online, like how to do that as well. So it it sort of just started at the the same time. I didn't, I didn't decide later on to start adding that digital um, product and passive income in later. I'm not even, like I said, I don't really know where that idea was born from. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this too. And so about nine months in, I was getting burned out because of course I was doing both of those things and realized I need to needed to hire help in my agency to be able to scale. One, I'd hit a financial ceiling. I couldn't make any more money because I had three or four clients. I was doing everything for myself and I was trying to run the online side of my business. Oh my gosh. So yep. I know it was wild and crazy. And I was like, how do I ever make more? Because of course, like I realized I'm working my ass off and I'm making way less than I was at the job that I left, like the salary job. And I was working like, you know, a million hours a week. So um, I ended up bringing on my first 
team member who helps me really develop all of the systems that we still use. And this is like almost five years ago. Like we're still using the business um, every day to manage our clients, to manage our team. We developed an internship program, which kind of became like a very um, like uh, deep dive into a. Tra- it became a training program. Essentially, we worked with local colleges and um, for course credit, had interns come in that were like in the digital space, communications majors, things like that, and kind of built out some really great team members from that, and 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 rounded out our processes. And then um, all of that happened, yeah, within a year, I had scaled my business to over um, six figures. So it just, it's like, I don't even, re- I didn't even realize it was happening. I was just sort of like realigning my um, offers. I raised my prices because I then had a team. I set up systems um, to make everything operate without me. And at that point, I was living um, in Birmingham, Alabama with uh, a lot of my team members lived in the same place as me, but I ended up moving back across the country to California with my husband for his job. So um, I had built everything remote, which was really great because I didn't lose team members and everybody was able to really like continue to communicate um, as I moved back. And so that was the beginning of the business. Sorry, that long, very long, uh, how we got here. Um, this past year, I actually transitioned the agency into more of a training mod- uh, model called the social media CEO. So that's where we are right now. Um, and last year I started hosting retreats, um, called, and they're called CEO. Yeah. And I, think, I love the name. Love oh, the thank, logo. Thank <laughs> so you so ahead. much. Jesse. Oh yeah. Well, and I think that really came from having spent a couple of years with my agency, small talk social, like you, you know, like with an online business and social media, you're just online all the time. And yes, we are connecting all day, every day, but it's, not the same as being in person with someone and that like energy of like being in the same room with like a group of people who are doing the same things as you or similar. There's just something like um, palpable, I guess about, you know, it's like why masterminds and, you know, people go to conferences and things like that. There's just like an actual energy when you're in the same room with people. And so I wanted to create an experience like that um, for women. And I also, I mean, it's sort of a selfish way for me to go to the, some of my favorite places as like a vacation <laughs> and really just like escape from my own job. That's awesome. Could we take some time and kind of like break it down? Like what does a team look like? Or maybe even how, how did you build out your team? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think everyone definitely the first time when you know you're, you need help, but I think one of the biggest fears, and I, I mentor other women um, too through a, a, a program that helps them scale. And I know one of their biggest challenges is feeling confident enough that they're going, and I had the same feeling, how am I going to pay someone else when I feel like I can barely pay myself or pay my bills? Um, mm-hmm. How can I give up control of this thing that I've built? It's my baby. Like there's a lot of like mm-hmm. hesitations around like, can I, can I afford this? Um, can I actually like manage and lead people? Like, what would I delegate out? How do I let go of this thing that's so important? So there's a lot of like fear with building a team. And I think it's why a lot of people stay stuck in like the freelancer, like, I'm just going to do it all myself and juggle and like work myself to death and hustle because it's just, (laughs) it's harder to think about the other thing than it is to just stay in the place that you are. But um, I ended up, so I was kind of strategic. And like I said, I had 15 years of like actually building teams. So this was something that sort of came more naturally to me. I looked at my online business as something that I would have done in a physical four wall business for another company. I was just like, I need some sort of structure to make myself feel like I'm everything that at that time was living in my own head. Like I was just, you know, waking up every day, checking my emails, looking at my accounts. I was doing it all from like memory and sort of like just 
robotic, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anything documented. I didn't have any way to really like share. And that's why people get stuck because they're like, how, well, what do I even do? Because they don't realize that the things that they're doing every day for their clients right now are something they can just like put down on paper and create a repeatable process out of like whatever they're doing, no matter how creative it is, there's probably a way to um, systemize it or create like a step-by-step sort of task list. But so I ended up in my fear of bringing anybody in, bringing someone on that I'd worked with previously. So my first hire who now is my head of social, she's been with me for the last four years. um, She basically was like, I'm tired of my job. So she ended up quitting her job without anything really. And I had joked with her that like, if she ever quit, she could come work for me. And then when she came calling and was like, Hey, I quit. I was like, Oh crap. Like she actually wants to work with me. Like, how am I going to make this work? So we ended up bringing her in or I ended up bringing her in sort of on like a temporary, like I'm going to train you on everything that I know basis. And then, you know, if you like it, then we can stay on and I can pay you hourly and like, we can figure that out. And she was totally game for that. So she sort of started as an intern as well. But through that process, because she had worked with me for like before that, we knew that we wanted to sort of set up also the structure of the business together because, like I said, everything was living in my head. So mm-hmm. as we worked together over like a course of maybe four to eight weeks, um, she was sort of documenting as I trained her. So everything that came out of my mouth, she was putting it down on paper and then like following following it to do the work herself. And then she would figure out if like there was a better way to sort of make it into a more like. Um, I guess, structured system. Because at that point, you know, with uh, Instagram, I was managing because I was trying boots, I was bootstrapping. So with my clients who are barely paying me anything, I was like, managing one on later and one on Planoly and one on Hootsuite and all the free versions of everything. Because I and so when I'm trying to train her, she's looking at me like, what the hell? Like, why are we all over the place like this? So I think um, teaching it to someone else and kind of sharing my process was like part of the process of me like really, um, you know, simplifying the things that we were doing, we got on one platform. Um, you know, I started paying for it like a real business owner. Um, and uh, that was, yeah, that was sort of the first step. So once we had her on board, we started an internship program and started reaching out to the local colleges um, for, to give uh, folks course credit for working with us. So our program would be 90 days and they would go through a training process with Ashley, who is essentially just regurgitating what I had just trained her on. And then they would work through those tasks. And then we just kept iterating and updating and making the the process um, better for each of the tasks that we were doing for all of our clients. So I guess when it comes to um, creating a team, that's where that's where I would, that's where I suggest people start is like working with um, interns or a virtual assistant, because virtual Mm -hmm. assistants are great people to, um, to hire first, if you're not quite if you don't feel as strong, I guess, in training or that your processes and systems aren't quite there, sometimes virtual assistants are really great to help you build those processes out. And it's nice because it's a very small way of like slowly chipping away, like handing, handing over some of the tasks that you shouldn't be spending all of your time on. Yeah. I was researching virtual assistants and what they actually do at the beginning. I realized, oh, hey, I could actually even hire someone to help me create content. Like, what, why did I never know that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think research, you know, all the stuff that I just assumed that I had to do myself. Right. And, you know, it's like a lot of us think that those creative processes can't be outsourced because it has to be us. It has to be our voice. It has to be like from our, like from our brains and onto the paper on, you know, into a photo. But I, I, and and I think there's just so many creative people out there and there are a lot of great copywriters. There are a lot of great 
um, virtual assistants, designers, photographers. And at some point, um, we have to get better at communicating the vision and allowing other people to do those things for us if we want to get the freedom back in our in our lives and um, within our jobs. I think then it's more fun because you can go back to like work yeah. on a project just because it's fun or because you're really excited about it versus <laughs> it feeling like a job to be creative. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of the creative part, I often think, oh, I can't have someone else do this for me because they're not going to choose what I what I would want visually or whatever in terms of like Instagram, for example. So how do you work around hiring someone to do that? You know what I mean? Because a visual style is something that's so specific. Do yeah. you do your own stuff and then give it to someone else to post it? How does that work with you? Well, I mean, it, it's really, I think um, you can probably speak to this. It's like really hard because I'm so close to my own business. Like that has been um, one of the harder pieces of, because, you know, we're still managing and curating and creating content for all of our clients. For whatever reason, that one's much easier for me to hand off to someone else and just give them edits and, you know, notes on. But of course, for my own, like it's, it's so close to me that it has been a little more challenging. But I think, um, so one of the things that I did once we, we worked with a designer to actually like um, transition over, I had DIY'd my entire business up until this past year, like all the website and the branding and everything. But this new thing that you see with the social media CEO, that was the branding was, you know, co-created with me and a, um, a really amazing designer. And then I sort of took that and created a big mood board on Pinterest, just all sorts of really fun, um, like uh, images and just something that's a little I don't know if it's like, because I was like, I grew up in the nineties or what, I don't know. I just sort of feel like I'm like flashing back to like images that I would have pulled um, from that. But I just created this, yeah. huge, this huge board. You sort of fall down the rabbit hole of all the things that I like, the the mood, the vibe, lots of quotes and um, to kind of, I guess, um, align with like the zeitgeist of my business. And then I, my head of social is actually really great. And again, she came from a similar job as me, like being in, in the visual side of things. So I think you just have to find someone that um, does understand your voice and your aesthetic voice and vision. Um, yeah. So she has that as like sort of a guideline to curate content for me. So what I have her do and some of the team members do is weekly go around on Instagram through targeted hashtags onto Pinterest, like just sourcing the content based on that mood board and those like general um, content rules and they'll throw it in. We use later to plan all of our Instagram um, posts and they'll fill up the media library. And then I go through every couple of weeks and just delete things I don't like. And I'll give them feedback. I'll screenshot. We use Slack to communicate. So I'll just, it's all about feedback and being able to um, communicate as clearly as possible that it's not just like, I don't like this and I, I like this, but like, why do I not like this? Or why do I feel like this isn't really aligned with it? And little by little, if you have the right people on your team, they'll kind of understand, are they going to do it a hundred percent like you? Absolutely not. But like, you can still have the final say, but I don't have to do all of the legwork, all of the curating. I just pop in and I can like really quickly from all of the content they've curated for me, throw together the next week's post and like some notes on what I want the copy to be. And then I can either have a copywriter come in and write it for me and I can edit or I can spend the time just depending on what um, kind of time I have that week. But, um, and again, I'm still slowly chipping away at even, I want to find a copywriter for my side of the business because we have it for the clients, but for my own, I'm still doing a lot of the newsletter writing, the blog writing, Mm. the the copy on the um, social media posts and things. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge. So Let's talk about, you mentioned later, which is really interesting because I did notice that you had the, um, on your Instagram, you have the, what's it called? The link 
The thing where you can link directly? Oh, the link, link in bio. I love it. I mean, honestly, I don't think everyone needs it, but because I am sending people to a lot of different places with each individual post, like I'll send someone off from a single... So the way that link in bio works, I guess I should um, explain for people who don't know, is that you know Instagram still only gives you one clickable link on your entire profile, and that's the link in your little bio. So um, some people just link directly to their website, which I could do. I could just have it go to my website, or they'll change it every time they post something new with a call to action from their most recent post that says, you know, click through the link in the bio and go here. The problem with that is that like now with the algorithm, I might not see that post till five days later. And I go to click that link in your bio and you've already changed it. So I can't navigate to the place from the call to action in your singular post that I want to go without having some sort of secondary service. And that's what link in bio from the company later, which is the scheduling platform that we use for Instagram. Um, so when you click through that link now, my link in bio, it takes you to a landing page that shows my basically another form of my feed. But if you clicked on any, any of those images in my Instagram feed, it would take you to a different URL based specifically on that post and what I wanted you to go to. So it might go to a blog post. It might go to a like a Kajabi landing page for me to get um, you to sign up for a free offer like a toolkit or a challenge. It might link to a course sales page. It might link to an affiliate offer but those never disappear. So if you find a picture from like last week and you want to go to that link, it's still connected through the link in bio. So I find it really helpful. There are a lot of other services that do it too, but it's just part of the service that I get with later. So, and I use it for a lot of, well, most of our clients, like 99% of our clients and they love it too. So with later, does it have like a drag and drop feature? Like with Planoly, you Mm -hmm. can kind of just move images around. Does it have something like that? Because I tried to use it once to just test it out. And it it was kind of harder to use, I thought. It is if you're doing it on the app. But if you're doing it on a desktop, which we're always um, planning on our desktops, Mm -hmm. uh, it's much, much easier. So it does have the drag and drop. You have your um, media library and you just drag it into the calendar and then you can preview it. And it looks like the actual grid on your Instagram feed. So you can grab a picture and move it around to get everything like... um, in the right place and aesthetically pleasing. So I've just, I worked with later and wrote a lot of content for them. And I did some email challenges and um, the beginning of last year, I was working with their marketing team for about four or five months. So awesome. um, Yeah, it was really, really cool. And they're just such a, they're just a great group of folks. And like, they are really, really invested in, um, you know, their customers and have great, I feel like they have really great support is I don't think any of the platforms are 100% perfect or have everything that we need for what we're doing. Um, because there's so many people offering these kinds of services that offer all kinds of other things. So they're not really, they, you can, you can schedule to Facebook, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and I believe Pinterest too, but they're not really known for that. They're known for Instagram. So that's really where they focus. Um, But yeah, it has everything that I need. So my team is just really well versed in it and they keep coming out with new features and we like it, but Planoly is really great too. And it's like, you know, another way to make like a beautiful, beautiful feed. How far in advance are you looking forward? I don't, nothing, I don't do anything in real time. That's for sure. And that goes back to, like you said, to scaling, to being able to um, systemize everything in your business and give yourself the time to be able to do, um, to show up because that's a big thing, right? Like to be able to show up in your business, I guess, if you're an, an, um, an influencer or a personal brand that that's a big deal. Or if in your business, you just want to be able to like take a vacation or disappear for a little while, like you did, (laughs) you still want to be able to show up. You don't want that. You want the consistency in your social media 
to remain the same, you don't want your audience or followers to feel like you're on vacation, um, even when you are, um, unless you're sharing that in your stories, I guess. And that's like a fun thing for them to follow. But I am planning out um, even my personal account, but also all of our business accounts, we're planning at least two weeks, if not more in advance with the actual photo content or video content. And then we are writing captions the week before. And that's just really because sometimes um, we're in like a promotional period and sometimes we're not a new blog post will come out. We want to make sure we, you know, uh, link to that as soon as possible. So um, the week before we're all, we're generally writing the copy, but sometimes with some of our clients, they want us to, to write out even further in advance because they have a fully fleshed out marketing calendar and they know what's coming up when, what promotions are happening when. So that's just easier for us because we can just spend a day scheduling everyone's content, spend a day writing copy and, you know, batching those um, tasks out gives you more of your time back too. So if you're going to do Instagram stories, I would spend a day, you know, sort of planning those out and then creating templates for it, or at least creating storyboards for it and understanding exactly what stories you're going to post all next week and then create them in one day. And then you're done with it for the following week. So I'm really a big fan of batching. And then of course, yeah, planning in advance and kind of automating everywhere that you can. Yeah, I think those little tips are really helpful for people who are just trying to sort it out and kind of don't know where to start. I mean, I remember when I was I was just so overwhelmed just trying to figure out how how to do everything or like what I really what I needed to to do and what I didn't need to do. Yeah. Um, I guess on in that sense, you don't need to do everything. Right. <laughs> so yeah, at least at, at first, right? I think everybody jumps in and they're like, I need an Instagram, I need a Facebook, I need a Twitter, I need Pinterest, yeah. I need to write blog blog posts, I need an email list and I think you know, picking one or two channels. I think Instagram is a great one just because it allows us to like do both stories and regular like feed content stuff that's a little more lookbooky and can sit there for a while and get people directed to where you want. And then stories, which allows you to show up in real time, or you can create, you know, those templated uh, stories with calls to action to swipe up. There's, there's just, I don't know, it's such a robust platform at this point that I feel like you can't really go wrong with that one, but some people's audiences aren't there. So Facebook is still relevant in those ways email marketing is still relevant, blogging, podcast, you know, there's like so many obvious like ways to to reach our audience, you just can't do all of them. So you mentioned your clients a few times, what exactly do you do for your clients? Like, what does that relationship look like? And what are you giving them? Yeah, so we I have two sorts of clients. Um, the clients that my team really manages in the day to day are our social media clients, what we started out when I was a freelancer, and how I built my business mm. around the agency clients. So right. We still handle um, the social media management, the daily posting, um, you know, all the copywriting. We do some paid social um, and some influencer marketing for a handful of businesses. We've really niched down to only working with um, lifestyle businesses owned by women with products that are usually for women, 99% for women. And that's really what our current client roster is. And we really just love it because we're a team of women and we really can understand it, get get their voices right. We love the products. And it's really fun because we get to, when we do influencer campaigns and things like that, we get to send products to um, other really fun, you know, women online and connect with them and build those relationships. And so that's really what my team is handling 99% of the time. And then I work with clients, um, like I mentioned earlier, that are other social media managers or digital marketers, women who want to um, build or start or scale a social media business. So something like my agency where they want to be the CEO of that, which is sort of the whole 
um, mission of the social media CEO is to teach women how to build thriving social media businesses. So I have a higher level mentorship program where I can take a limited amount of people at a time. And then we just work for six months on building their businesses from start to finish. So, okay. You cut out there for like a second. I don't think the recording cut out, but I think it might just be my internet or something. I'm not sure. Okay. But um, let's talk about the, so the mentorship program you offer is um, scale to success, right? Yes. So what does that look like? So essentially the people that come to that are either just getting started with their social media business, they're freelancing, or maybe they are working, doing digital marketing or social media for another company and they want to start their own social media business, or they've already started a business and they're sort of, they've hit a plateau, they've reached a wall financially and they don't know how to grow from there. And so when they come to me, we sort of assess that the program is five steps and that's the, the scale program, which is really just assessing where they are with their systems, with their clients and their team, and then developing an action plan based on where they currently are to get them where they want to be in the next six months. So it's really personalized depending on where the person already is in their business or where, and then of course, where they're trying to go. Some of the women that I'm working with, um, and I have a couple of guys that I work with sometimes too, but um, it's mo- it's 99.9% women, but they are also wanting to build like passive income streams into their business, build email lists. So it's really not all social media based, but it's really just about building a team and a support system that will allow you to step away from the day-to-day work so that you can actually, you know, grow into that CEO position and steer the ship versus being like, I say down below shoveling coal because we can't, we don't know where we're going if we're down, you know, down below yeah. that shoveling coal. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs and freelancers end up. It's like doing all that busy work. Yeah. And your signature course? The um, signature course is, yeah, all systems scale. And yeah, uh, I love the name. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like all so of good. my names of things are like exclamations. Like, I don't yeah. know. I just want to scream it. Love it. Jobs, I guess. But yeah, that all systems scale is actually the three systems um, that uh, we use in our business. I, it, I just break it down, step, the three systems step-by-step. Step. It's three modules. It's the client acquisition and onboarding system, a team onboarding system, an internship program, and then the client management system that we use day-to-day. It's sort of the operating handbook of our entire agency and what has allowed us to scale as quickly as we did. And I feel like once people have these three systems set up, that's the foundation of their social media agency. They're really able to see the big picture and see how they grow and bring on the right clients and get the right offers out to them. So that course is a lot of templates, literally everything copy and paste, all of our, we we work off Trello. So it's all of our Trello boards and exactly what we do. Task Ooh, by task. Yeah. So it's basically just <laughs> copy and paste my business into yours, change the branding around a little bit. And then like, that's sort of a, uh, a jumping off point for folks. So they don't have to worry about doing that or if they don't know how to do it, or if they don't want to take the time to do it, we've already done it for you. Yeah. That's why online courses are so amazing because they're such a shortcut. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, once you do a few, you're kind of like, well, actually this would have taken me like two years to figure out. And I just did it in two weeks. Yeah. A hundred percent. You learn from other people's mistakes and get those like, it's like a fast pass. Like you get to like, just jump ahead of everybody else um, in line and just get going. What personal development work have you done that has changed your life and the way you do your business? Oh, that's a good question. So 
it's funny because I don't feel like I ever really gave a second thought to personal development until I started my own business. Like it just wasn't a thing. And then I was like, oh crap, I really need to take care of my mind and my body and all these things I wasn't really, you know, um, paying attention to when I just had a nine to five. But um, I have, I read a ton. I actually just, I'm not sure if you're aware of this um, uh, app, but I just discovered it's called Blinkist. And it's like all the nonfiction, like personal development, self-help, like growth business books, um, that I've ever wanted to read and you get them in 15, 15 minute, um, like blinks. So it's like a cliff notes, but they read it to you and it's like a summary and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. But so I do that pretty often. Um, I worked with a business coach for a while. Um, I've done mastermind programs and, um, I just think it's, and I'm constantly doing like mindset work, taking, you know, courses, like you said, um, journaling, um, doing a lot of gratitude, going to, um, sound healing and all of the like, I guess, sort of uh, new age esoteric, I don't know, like other sorts of like modalities for healing lots of meditation. Um, and I feel like all of those things sort of like work together um, to, I don't know, keep me focused on like, I don't know the bigger picture, but I don't know that one of them is more important than the other. It's just sort of like, I'm trying all the things to, to make myself a more rounded sort of business owner. And I'm investing back in my business pretty often and investing in myself. So um, but I do think like mentorship, having that coach was really great. Um, I've attended retreats, not only led them. So just getting around other people and hearing these new ideas. And um, that's always super inspiring and exciting to like be around people who are doing really cool shit and like being able to kind of take that and mold it into how it would work for your own business. There's just, yeah, so much. I feel like you can never stop as an entrepreneur, like seeking personal development and growth. Yeah, I do feel like create or like running your own business is definitely a spiritual process. Like you're going to hit all your blocks at every corner. They're like revealed on a like weekly basis. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was in there. Oh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm assuming that your CEO, yeah, little retreats are talking about some of that kind of stuff too, right? Like, I mean, actually that's what you're doing by going on a retreat. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of what the the purpose was, was to get people, I feel like business owners just won't ever take a vacation. So this was sort, mm-hmm. it's sort of, like I said, like a sneaky way for me to get a vacation, but I'm clearly still working during it. But it's sort of a, uh, an engaging, motivating vacation. There's lots of fun wherever we go, the location, there's like something fun that you can't do anywhere else, like an, a little adventure element. But we also bring in experts. Um, we might do yoga. Um, there's, uh, like mindset coaches, people that, uh, my friend Alexis, who, um, has a book coming out in September, I'll give her like a little quick plug, but she, she's come to the last couple of my, um, workshops and taught all about like the, um, the brain science of like what, you know, how to find the thing that we love to do and how all of these kind of practices, meditation, um, affirmations that some of the woo woo stuff that people sort of eye roll at, how it really does. Um, connect to science and like why it works. So we we try to balance out the business and the practicality of like what, you know, structure and and systems and processes with like the mindset work and the other um, tools that you can use to, I guess, you know, really balance out the entrepreneurial journey, because I think it's all important. Which is basically the same thing as just like inside your mind, creating balance and structure in there. Yeah. It's a lot of left brain and a lot of, a lot of, you need the right brain stuff too, obviously. And they have, yeah, they have to like function 
Um, we oh, maybe not 100 yeah. balance all the time, but like you know, they need to. They need to. We need to play to to both of those sides to to get like a holistic um, sort of business experience. Totally, that was the thing that was so difficult for me when I started. I'm a painter. I mean, that's my real job. Well, that's been my real job for like my entire life so far, and so I've just had kind of had the privilege of never really having to be organized in a certain way. And so when I was starting to build things, it was a real challenge for me to kind of like do things in a linear way and really get organized, even using Trello and Asana and stuff like that. I was kind of like, uh, it was like a little too close to a spreadsheet, but I did it. And then once I kind of started to do it and got used to it and really did connect, you know, start using both more of my left brain, I guess that would be, um, I, it, something else happened. Like it was really good. I just almost got addicted to it actually. And then became more like OCD. (laughs) I love it though. No, you're like the ultimate creative. And I think that's where so many, especially like the people that I work with specifically, like in social media, a lot of them go into it because it's creative. Like if they're creating content or they love to like write or, you know, there's like all these other things, but they don't have the they don't have the left side. They don't want to do the spreadsheet. They don't want to create the list because it should just be like about a feeling. And it's just like, as I, but to create a business, we, yeah, we definitely need both. I love that you've like become obsessed with it because so have I, I like sometimes I'm a little too obsessed with it and have to like, I have to use the practices to get back to the creative side of my brain. And I think that's why the retreats are really fun too, because they get you outside of your normal element away from your computer. And you're like, like a kid, you know, playing again. And I think it's why the best ideas come to us when we're on a walk or in the shower is because we can't, while we need the system and structure in the left side of our brain to do a lot of the things related to business, the um, innovation and the ahas and the like big ideas come when we're not doing that stuff. So. Totally. And speaking about the kid part, my whole thing is about super crushing and super crushing is that feeling that you had when you were like a tween ish, yeah. it's funny that you even mentioned the '90s because that's maybe that's why I'm like so into your, all your brands because <laughs> that's where I go to for my inspiration, especially '80s movies and music and '90s stuff and whatever. And then after that, I kind of taper off. What I am super into is rewiring the brain. And actually, before I even mention this, your your friend Alexis, what is she doing? Let's give the people some information about what she does because it's kind of like what I'm saying right now. About to yeah, say. yeah. Her her book is called. Well, I'm not sure if I can cuss. Can I curse on this? Oh yeah, totally. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> Get ready to beat me out. Her book is called Find Your Fuck Yeah. So um, yeah, and, yeah, I so, love it. Yeah. So she at our retreat, she um, often joins me and teaches um, people how to do that, how to find their fuck yeah, and that your fuck yeah is essentially that pl- like childlike playfulness that you connected to so easily when we were younger um, that we're somehow still searching for, I guess, like as an adult. But yes, her book comes out. I'm going to be repping it all over. So you'll see it on social media too. She's just a really good friend of mine. Um, Again, we, we met way back in like the retail days and then like both of us took that leap and started our own thing. And she's just brilliant. Like she takes all the like hard science, like journals and breaks it down into like bite size. She said for people who speak emoji. So it's like very much for us and like the kind of self-help book for people who are like rolling their eyes at self-help books. So um, yeah, I think everybody should totally pick that book up because it's like going to change. It's going to change your life. I got to read it when she was writing it last year and she actually got the book deal 
Um, it's coming out on Chronicle. She got it when she was at like leading um, a workshop at my retreat in Joshua Tree last year. So it's been a full year in the making. Oh, and that's I'm super, so awesome. obviously super proud of her. So what's her last name? Alexis what? Alexis Rockley. So R-O-C-K-L-E-Y. That's so super crush. I mean, that's essentially what super crush is. I like have my gift is kind of helping people reconnect with that child self that's in there, the sophisticated child self mm-hmm. that's still in there, but probably latent because most people kind of shut that down before high school ends even. You know, like after your first heartbreak or whatever. Yeah, we just wall ourselves right up. (laughs) And that's why I think that what's happening in business right now, and specifically with women in business, is that 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 super crush stuff is kind of coming back. Like, again, mentioning that, you know, your brand 90s inspiration, like that's it. Just bringing that heart-centered stuff back in and just kind of rewiring that back into not only your business, but your everything, you know? So that's what I find so exciting with everything that's going on in the world right now. In the world of business, in the world of whatever, the world of cheese, which I'm (laughs) total expert at. Any last thought? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we get overwhelmed so easily because there is so much content to consume. There's so many people telling us how to do the thing or what the best way to do the thing or the easiest way to do the thing. And I think the best thing we can do is to stop and get really centered with ourselves and figure out what it is that we feel is best for both ourselves and for the people that we're trying to serve or the people that we're trying to help with whatever product or service we're putting out into the world and try to continue to realign yourself with that. And remember when it comes to like the daily shit that we're doing, that there is a structure and a process that you can put into place to make it all easier. So it's really just about breaking it down like to the simplest, you know, step by step. And also not everything is a priority. So yeah, I guess those are sort of my, my big um, things I want people to take away is that like, not everything's important. It's not all a priority, but the things that are, are a priority when you can simplify those things to the right people, um, then you can create a system out of it and you can get your time and your freedom back and it's, it's possible. So you got to keep, just keep figuring it out, trucking along. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed it. You can go to supercrush.social forward slash CEO to get all the information that we talked about on this podcast and also the links that I mentioned with Stephanie's live webinar coming up on Tuesday and also her all systems scale course. Um, again, go to supercrush.social forward slash CEO to get the deets on her course and her free webinar. And congratulations to Alexis for your Find Your Fuck Yeah book. That sounds amazing. Can't wait to read it. And uh, I guess I guess that's it. If you want 28 days of Kajabi for free, you can also get that on this uh, supercrush.social forward slash CEO um, page and... I guess that's all for now. Again, please like, rate, and review if you enjoyed this. And um, every review counts. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Signing off, XX Bell.